0: Hey everyone, this week's show's a freebie. Head on over to patreon.com echoplex and you can get the member's show for free. Thanks for listening.
1: Did you know that Hollywood has been eating our kids? They do hunger games down there, they do adoption, and they eat people. Because the vampires are getting hungry! I'm white, and I've got everything I need. Noah clutches their presses when they're in a room alone with me. At any hour, and the police don't do a okay. thing So if I see a penny on the ground I leave it alone and fucking flip it I'm a straight white male in America i got everything I need I'm a guy getting paid more than a girl with a degree I can walk down the streets after dark no one wants to rape me And I can get a girl pregnant and just as easily flee Just like my straight white male dad did to me So if I see a penny on the ground I leave it alone and fucking flip it I'm a straight white male in America I've got all the luck I need got a pile of broken mirrors and I'm walking under ladders And I'm spilling tons of salt but to me that doesn't matter Cause my skin and my gender and my orientation Are the best things to have if you live in this nation I recommend it highly So if I see a penny on the ground I leave it alone and fucking flip it I'm a straight white male in America i got all the luck I need, shit's gonna work out for me, cause I'm a straight white male in America, I've got all the luck
0: I need. Hey everybody, welcome to the Intellectual Dollar Tree, we or I do this live every Wednesday at 7pm Pacific right here on Twitch, it's twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media, you can support this project many ways, go to ecoplexmediacom slash support. Best way is our swag shop at cdplex.store. There are memberships there that work a lot like Patreon. And of course, you can buy swag there. Um, <clears throat> so tonight's show is going to be pretty fucking weird. Um, I don't know if people listening or watching are familiar with Jim Caviezel. He is kind of hooked up with Mel Gibson. He played Jesus in um, The Passion of the Christ. And uh, most recently, he was on that show, Person of Interest. The QAnon Anonymous podcast did a fucking crazy episode about him. And by crazy episode, I just mean it's crazy because it's about Jim Cavizio. Um, So this is him on the Jordan Peterson show with Tim Ballard, who I can only assume is maybe his handler, something like that. This is fight the fight against the worldwide the fight against worldwide child sex slave and the sex trade. But this dude is just fucking pilled. He is not like doing any work uh, in any meaningful way to stop any kind of sexual abuse of anyone. And um, you know he's kind of all around a giant piece of shit, actually. So um, you'll find maybe a sanitized version of him here. But what I'm hoping. Is that you're not going to find a sanitized version of him here and we're going to watch jordan peterson try to deal with somebody who is just absolutely pilled to the fucking gills and without any further ado this is the jordan peterson show episode 372 oh no this is like thursday this is like the wednesday show the thursday show and the friday show all in one show <laughs>
2: Hello, everyone watching and listening. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking to two people, someone you most likely know for his portrayal of Jesus of Nazareth in Passion of the Christ, Jim Caviezel, and also someone you should know, if you don't already, the man behind Operation Underground Railroad, Tim Ballard. Oh,
0: no, that's not his handler. That guy's
2: crazy, too. The sound of freedom. Oh
0: no, Operation Underground Railroad. They like go places to pretend to rescue kids, don't rescue any kids, and then just like take video of the place and pretend they rescued kids. Oh, this is going to be fucking crazy.
2: Tim Ballard in the telling of his real life story, detailing his fight against the increasingly worldwide and pervasive childhood sex trade. The film, The Sound of Freedom, releases on July 4th. So about a week and a half ago, I got oh, a out from Tony Robbins, uh, suggesting that I watch a new film called The Sound of Freedom. Tony Robbins? Wait, Tony Robbins is pilled? And I did that about four days ago with my wife, Tammy, and was quite struck by the movie. And I decided to follow up on it. It details out the efforts of one man, Tim Bellard, to investigate uh, the a child sexual slave ring. And to rescue the children that were associated with that, but it also except points that's to what didn't more happen more ever social problem, which is the spread of sexual and slave trafficking worldwide, abetted by the net, which is a great avenue for psychopathic criminals to pursue um, their.
0: to bilk their followers out of a bunch of money and start an internet cult.
2: Darkest desires with very little. Risk of being caught, especially on the multinational basis. So I've decided to, I, to, to reach out to Tim Bellard, who is the, um, the man who, who the movie is about, and to Jim Caviezel, who's the actor that plays him, to talk about what all this signifies. And so, Tim, let's start with you. I mean, the movie makes the case that there is a widely expanding network of slavery essentially making itself manifest worldwide concentrating in no small part on very young children who are being sold repeatedly to pedophilic psychopaths to have at their will and of course can be sold repeatedly for that purpose and the the movie makes but not if you
0: not if you murder them in a drink drink their adrenochrome
2: but this is now an operation that's rivaling the drug trade in magnitude so you know it sounds like j- yet another right-wing conspiracy so please why don't you walk us through what you know and and no no no, this isn't yet another right-wing
0: conspiracy jordan this is fucking QAnon.
2: standing everybody watching and listening exactly what you think is going on yeah thank you so much uh
3: Jordan, we're so grateful uh, you take your time to do this with us. So <clears throat> I spent 12 years as a special agent, undercover operator with the Department of Homeland Security. Most of my time, 90% of that time was spent investigating these cases, child crimes, child trafficking.
0: Well, why do you no longer do that in official capacity?
3: In fact, the, those numbers are correct uh, that are being, this, these are Department of Labor, UN, these are sources that, um, you know, the, the, the best we have that say that there's close to 6 million children or more who are forced into sex slavery, labor, slavery, or organ harvesting. And I can attest.
0: Whoa. Yeah. This is going to be pilled
3: that I have been involved in, in cases involving all three of those forms of slavery multiple times and is absolutely is a real thing. Um, <clears throat> it's not even far, far from home.
0: Uh, it's, no, so like this, the thing that he's describing is a real thing, but the way he's going to describe it is going to be completely detached from reality.
3: United States is the number one consumer year after year of child rape material uh, and oftentimes we were close to number one in production um, and it's a serious matter you know the, the case um the, the story in sound of freedom kicks off with a, a, the rescue of a little boy at the port of entry uh at the, at the southern border that's a real story a real boy um that I, I was on that port of entry i was 10 years on the southern border so when you have eighty five thousand unaccompanied minors showing up in the last two years being let into the country without the sponsor being vetted dna checked background checked um why do you have to check their dna I call it the economy of pedophilia uh, the United States where the demand 85,000 children, thousands of them are under five years old are led into the country. So we, we have, we have a serious, serious problem and, uh, it's, it's not being addressed as it should be. And hopefully this film can do that.
2: Have, have what what has been your experience with regard to so-called mainstream media or legacy media coverage, how much attention has been paid to this and if not much, why, and if reasonably who and how,
3: well, I think not not, not very much has been, uh, you know, attention has been given by mainstream media. Oftentimes, it's more innocent than cynical, perhaps, where it's just, this is too dark. I don't want to expose our audience to this. horror. it's because, like,
0: the people who are doing the real work on this don't have any money. The organizations who do actual work to help the uh, the victim survivors of this or to prevent it, They don't have no fucking money. They don't got a fucking publicist. So they don't really get on the news. It's kind of fucked up, actually, because there's people that do really hard and traumatizing work trying to do, like, actually help people. You ain't never going to know their names, but you're going to know this guy's name because he, for whatever reason, no longer does this in in an official capacity with law enforcement
3: thing um you know we i i film we film our operations i mean i i'm gonna post today another operation in 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 west africa of a baby factory i mean these are real cases where they've they've kidnapped women um young as 13 year olds and children and they impregnate them they rape them and and they make babies and they take these babies and sell them for their organs sell them for sex sell them for a satanic ritual Um, oh no like they sell them for their organs sell them for sex sell them for satanic ritual abuse like they- yo i told you this this episode of this show
0: is going to be our wednesday live stream our thursday live stream and our friday live stream all in one podcast
3: <laughs> it's, it's It does sound crazy. It, that's why I film it. Our operations, we film our operations. Now, do you have film of the so satanic ritual the abuse? World. This is very real. It's really happening. Um, and I think if there's 2 million children forced into commercial sex, which is the, the, the most um, kind of credible statistic that we can find, uh, a lot of people are involved. So there is a more cynical answer to your question, which may be there's people that
2: don't want this exposed the, because they're involved in it. So I'm going yeah, to harass you a bit here. Um, from the wikipedia page um there is some not that i'm particular particular fan of wikipedia pages uh (laughs) oh yeah jordan peterson's is wild on the circumstances but there are some criticisms of what you're doing and i thought we might as well um address them right off the bat bat because people who are watching are going to be look man if i was coming across this for the first time and in some ways i am I've got two choices in front of me, don't I? I can either presume that you've discovered something that's ongoing and of tremendous significance that's terribly dark, or I can assume that the difficult work that you had done for a decade, um, genuinely addressing these problems has made you hypersensitive to a threat and willing to magnify it. And Oh, no, no, no. There's a third option he got fired from doing
0: this kind of work or was relieved from his position because he started spouting off about satanic ritual abuse.
2: And it would be easier just to ignore you as a consequence. Now that would be the preferable um, outcome to such an investigation, wouldn't it? So you can, as as you said, you can understand why people might want to avert their eyes from such a thing. So I'm going to walk through these criticisms and maybe you could, you know, you can respond to them and, we can get that out of the way before we go deeper into the film and and your your in uh, your your uh, your operations. So so your group, and this is Operation Underground Railroad. And tell me if I get anything wrong here. Not says says it Devours conspiracy theories, though. Founder Tom Ballard was criticized for refusing to condemn the QAnon conspiracy theory. Um, I have no idea what the hell that means. Do you know what that's Oh, get referring? the fuck out of here. I have no, oh, what
0: the fuck is the QAnon conspiracy? Shut the fuck up. You're having these people on because you want to try to court that audience, or you want to reinforce to the part of your audience that believes that, that you're one of them, that you're their guy.
2: referring to?
3: Yeah, absolutely. We um that's 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 a lie on Wikipedia. We have absolutely in our FAQs for years have have condemned the majority of of what we see um with conspiracy theories. Uh so I, I they like to attribute me to the QAnon movement. Um there may be some truths in there, but there's so many falsehoods on top of You them. are
0: you the, the as soon as you said the, the the organ harvesting and satanic ritual abuse. I'm not trying to like we're not trying to paint you with any kind of brush you showed up the color that you showed up
3: that so our our FAQs refute that immediately oh we have we have we have a fucking thing on our
0: website that says that the criticism against us is not true well fucking case closed motherfucker
3: It, it discredits the movement in fact I would go so far as to consider that maybe certain people who don't want this known are responsible for some of the conspiracy theories in order to discredit the movement um, and, uh, they go too far, they go too far in, in, in their assessment of things. But yeah, we absolutely have dis- disavowed, uh, what
2: is generally coming out of,
3: of, of QAnon.
2: Yeah. Well, it says, you know, it's very vague on Wikipedia. It says to condemn the QAnon conspiracy theory. Well, I know perfectly well that there are more than one conspiracy theories, let's say on QAnon. So I'm not, But I thought you said you didn't even know what that was a minute ago. not exactly sure what it's referring to. What is there a particular. Conspiracy theory that um, you were criticized for refusing to condemn. Do you, do, you, do you have any more specific details about that? I mean, I, I'm not sure what
3: exactly they're, they're talking about. Pro- they, they might be uh, referring to the fact that there's something called adrenal chrome, where they, you know, they, they take they, they're taking children's blood and devouring it and so forth. Uh, and I've explained my experience with that, and, and I just did in West Africa. What
0: is your experience with that?
3: Other places, um, we've seen this in in several parts of the continent of Africa, and it's very real. It's very real. This witch doctory—they take. Oh no, Hell of racist too. This witch doctory.
0: Oh no, what the fuck? I thought this guy was going to be like saying the other thing. I, he's just saying no. This this part of it, the part the part that I've been criticized for. No, I just think that's true
3: these children we they, they they take their organs they take their blood they, they 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 drink it they take the genitalia of children and and hang it over the rooftop of their businesses thinking that the the dark gods will bless them these are real things um and so i might say something like that and then they connect it to something uh that a QAnon person says about you mean the exact same thing that you're saying right now
0: just literally the exact fucking thing that you're they might connect it to that Oh, how that, how that come to be?
3: You know, a celebrity who must be doing this too, but there's no evidence to back that, and they make, they make a, a false connection there. Um, and, and so that's, that's the only example. So it's I not the celebrities,
0: of. it's okay, the God, people in God,
3: Africa. Well,
2: the next thing it says is that the, the operation underground railway falsely claimed that it had entered a partnership with American airlines that was in 2022. So wh- what do you, what do you, what do you have to say about that? Oh, that's a great one.
3: So uh, a PR firm uh, who represented um, us made a deal with American Airlines uh, came to us and said, shoot the video. They're going to put this video on your, uh, we're going to put this video on their airlines. They shot the video of me. I just get a call from our PR company to put me in a studio. I give a video that, that, that I think I'm talking to the passengers for one month. Uh, on
0: American airlines. <laughs> yeah, the PR company did some good PR for you. And uh, American Airlines is like, oh, is this against uh, child trafficking? Yeah, you know, we could put a PSA against child trafficking, and then, <laughs> and then this fucking fucking video looked like an Ann Vandersteel video or like a fucking Liz Crokin video, and they were like, oh, we're, we're actually what we're going to do is not run this on on our on our airplanes for our passengers.
3: Apparently, the deal fell through. The PR company didn't tell us that. And our, our marketing company, our marketing team put out, hey, we're gonna be on American Airlines. The PR company apologized, we ha- we fired them. They said, we can't believe we didn't get the message to you. And that was it. And of course there's people that want so badly for us to be wrong or us to not do what we say we do. So they exploited that. I think that was a Vice Magazine, very incredibly <laughs> dishonest uh, journal. Uh,
0: I'm sorry, I, I shouldn't can- be laughing. This is fucking disgusting. I mean, Jordan Peterson is a giant piece of shit, but I didn't think he was gonna. Well, I mean, I don't. If somebody would have asked me at the beginning of the year, would they'd be like, "Hey, you know, a little over halfway through the year, Jordan Peterson's just gonna have a complete QAnon fucking interview?" I'd be like, "Yeah, probably."
3: We call them journalists. Um, the Vice magazine—they've done a series of hit pieces on us, and I, I encourage people. I encourage people to read it. Read Vice. Read Vice because everything they say is so ridiculous and so
2: dishonest. Right, right, yes. Well, and I I do believe, if I remember correctly, that Vice has also declared bankruptcy in the last few weeks, and I can't imagine an organization more richly deserving. There was a 2021 follow-up article from Vice, but I don't think we're going to. I'll just read part of it because it's so ridiculous. Conflating consensual sex work with sex trafficking. Yeah, well, that's exactly the kind of Weasley, um, what would you call it? Criticism that I'd expect from people who are trying to justify the sorts of behaviors that you are attempting to expose. But what if they're right? What if, and that's
0: that's something I hadn't really heard. Um, but what if, what if he does a lot of that? What if, like most of the time, when he says, "Oh, these are you know people who are being trafficked" or whatever, you comes to come to find out that they're consensually engaged in sex work. Sex work is illegal in most places, but that doesn't mean they're being trafficked. And like, because sex work is illegal, there's a lot of, sh- there's a lot of bad shit that goes on around it, even with people consenting to sex work, but that's not human trafficking.
2: Um, then there's a 2021 article in slate criticizing a 2014 raid conducted by operation underground railway in the Dominican Republic saying that it was likely to have traumatized the trafficked children. Um, Anne Gallagher, an authority on human trafficking, wrote in 2015 that OUR had an alarming lack of understanding about how sophisticated criminal trafficking networks must be approached and dismantled and called the work of OUR arrogant, unethical, and illegal. So, Anne, have a way at that.
3: Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm grateful for for this opportunity. So someone like Ann Gallagher, who lives 3,000 miles away from any operation we've ever done, is not qualified to talk about what our operations, she she can't give any uh, details, she can't give any... So
0: you can't talk, well, what the fuck, why the fuck is Jordan Peterson then talking about trans people who live more than 3,000 miles away from him?
3: um the slate article is a fun one to address i've I've addressed it several times um we um early on we brought a blogger down to do to to watch our operations we we invite people down like tony robbins has been down um tony robbins like why oh my god attorney general of utah's come in our operations um if we're hiding something that's the last thing the only thing missing from this is oprah so we bring this journalist this blogger i won't call her a journalist um, and she, we thought she was a friend, and she came and watched a legitimate operation happen in in, uh, in Dominican Republic. Uh, there were seven traffickers who showed up, seven traffickers arrested. There were um, twenty plus uh, people rescued. Nine of them were children. You can't you can't sometimes you can't always uh, control who shows up to the sting party. The traffickers bring who they will, but nine children uh, showed up. They were all liberated from the the, the 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 um you know the control of their captors. Um, this blogger then wrote two glowing stories about it that she witnessed. This she had very minimal exposure to the operation itself. She she witnessed it some seven years later. She decides to use it, in my opinion, to somehow increase her social media following as our foundation grew, and she writes a story that it's in Slate. Now here's here's the key thing. Um. Nine children rescued and nine children had three years of aftercare services in this operation provided by International Justice Mission, one of the top authorities in- it, That
0: International Justice Mission means religious group, that word mission there.
3: Aftercare and 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 fighting human trafficking. Um, seven traffickers were not only arrested, but all seven were convicted. So she chose the wrong case to criticize. Now telling so what, me-
0: I wonder what the criticism was. What I i wonder if this guy's just, in this case, was like doing a version of ambulance chasing. Like somehow he found out there was going to be some kind of raid or sting operation and just showed up there to take credit for it.
3: If, if anyone's going to write a story about that operation, good, bad, or otherwise, and they leave out the part that says seven traffickers were arrested and seven traffickers were convicted and nine children were liberated and have three years of aftercare to, to heal them. If you leave that part out, either you are extremely incompetent as a researcher and writer, or you're a liar. Either way, the story has zero credibility. Well, on that fact alone that you, cause she doesn't even report on those two, on those two essential elements.
2: All right, well, we've hypothetically dispensed with vice, which of course is a, yeah, well, it's pretty funny that that's what they named their organization as far as I'm concerned. And we'll leave this.
0: Why advice? Just advice the, the, that's a cool name for your organization. It's loosely based on an old uh, magazine.
2: Aside, Jim, let me ask you oh, here a couple we go. of questions if you don't mind. Do you want to, first of all, tell people, um, about your involvement with angel studios, a little bit about your career and why this particular movie sound of freedom it's it, it's opening what in early July. Is it July? When does it come out? It comes out
3: uh, July 4th week, so next week. Next week, it's, it's, it's out in theaters uh, nationwide.
2: So, so, theaters so let nationwide. me turn to Jim. Jim, can you hear me? Yes, yes. All right, so yeah, do you want to yes. detail out your, your association with Angel Studios? Tell everybody first who Angel Studios are, what they've done. And I've watched a lot of The Chosen, by the way, which I thought was extremely high quality. Um, do you, Tell us about the studio. Tell us about your involvement with them about your career and then about your attraction to this particular movie.
4: Well, let's start with the movie first. Um, I have three uh, adopted children from China. I became aware of the dangers. Wait, how how did you... I'm just not even going to ask the obvious fucking
0: question. (laughs) There's plenty of kids here in the U.S. that need to be adopted. I'm not going to, I
4: mean, the obvious question just hangs in the air. Go on, um, with children around the world and through that process. Um, then I became aware of Tim, um, Ballard and coincidentally, then my friend, Eduardo Verostigi um, brought me this script because many of the actors that they had offered it to didn't want to get involved. In this particular project. <laughs> no shit. Um, I read the script. I love the movie taken. And I thought this is like taken, but with a much bigger heart than Tim Ballard also the movie taken. Doesn't claim to be a, a fucking true story. Came, uh, to the meeting. He had seen two films that I did. One was called the count of Monte Cristo. And then the other one was the passion of the Christ. And he felt that I'd be the right guy to play him. Angel Studios I had nothing no connection to them until a few months ago when they wanted to do this uh, movie and they wanted their idea was to sell two million tickets for these two million trafficked children
0: so why why is but, it that- but then who gets the money from that two million tickets for the two million trafficked children did you give it to oh oh. They keep it.
2: A number of actors. Why, in your estimation, did a number of actors turn down the opportunity to play the role? What and 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 why and why did you decide to forego that risk and to and to climb aboard?
4: I forego the risk because when you have uh, three children that you loved and you'd give your life for, it kind of connects into Tim Ballard, and Tim did this for this little girl and the children that he saves it something uh is a greater purpose that the, even your career uh you know like i i went through this with mel gibson when we did the passion that my career was the last thing i thought of what i thought about
0: or it could be that the last time you had a gig <clears throat> on person of interest you did things like when an Asian executive came up to you and introduced himself, you were like, awesome, which isn't even a thing, but it's you know pretty racist. Or during a scene, you took the guy that played Lester Freeman from The Wire and put him in a headlock and dragged him across the room, even though it wasn't in the script. Or during a scene where you were driving a car, you decided to just in the streets of LA run fucking traffic lights, drive recklessly, like for real, like not as a stunt. Any number of reasons why you took this gig that nobody else took was the God
4: I love. And I put this in how I look at it is, is that this God that I love, that he loves me and he deserved to be loved back. And so I, I would be nothing without him. He gave me my purpose in this life. So um, the, the Tim Ballard I was very fortunate that he had seen those um, films. And um, when I looked at, and I think Tim made this comparison, um, Schindler's List was a very um, uh, powerful weapon, but it came 50 years too late. This film is now, this, is exposing it now during that time, and I believe that is probably why it's easier to get an actor to do a movie 50 years later. There's no controversy. It's over. But then
0: Yeah, uh, you know what I remember about the movie Schindler's List? Completely non-controversial.
4: Imagine if Rwanda, if that story had been made, that movie had been made during that time or that they could see it. You know, it—you you have to look at these situations and Understand that um, good people sit back and do nothing and allow this uh, evil to occur. There's got to be people that stand up in the time that it occurs, and that's what drew me to the whole story in the first place. And do
2: you do you how how do you feel about the movie? Now you've seen the movie in its entirety. It's about to be released. Uh, it's a fully fledged. High quality production. I was particularly impressed by the cinematography. Um, it, it's also extraordinarily well edited. Um, the acting—I um, don't want to flatter you, but the acting, acting uh, leaves something to be desired. Extremely high quality. It's a very realistic movie. Um, how how do you how how do you feel about your this involvement?
0: There's stories from this dude on uh, again on person of interest where he just refused to memorize his lines, and so he had his lines on a piece of paper in his hand, and you would see him looking down during the show and you thought it was like him being thoughtful or listening to people or whatever, no, he was like looking to see what his next line was.
2: Now that everything is done and, and how do you feel about the, what would you say the production capacity of angel studios, which is a relatively, you know, it's a relatively new, a relative newcomer on the, on the mass entertainment block.
4: When I was sitting next to Tim Ballard and he leaned over and he started to weep, uh, heavily, I knew I did my job.
2: So do you want to run us briefly through, I I don't want to give away the entire plot because that would obviously be pointless, but do you want to just run us briefly through? Oh, you
0: could give away the entire plot of this movie and I'm definitely going to get high as a kite and watch this movie. I'm going to find, I'm going to acquire it. You know, uh, I'll find a way to acquire it without paying for it, but, and man, it's a shame. It's a shame that, uh, it's not worth our first copyright strike to watch this thing on stream. Right.
2: The, the the plot of the movie, and then I'll turn to Tim and fill in some of the background details of his life.
4: And So I play Tim Ballard. He's uh, Homeland Security. He sets up these um, uh, sting operations to take down these very, very bad men uh, to save trafficked children. And in one particular case, one of the traffickers that he takes down, Ernst Lipczynski, uh, who's he, he rescues this boy, and the little boy turns to him and says, will you uh, save my sister? And Tim goes back. gets Was it the X-Files? He's like, my, where's my sister? Action from above and from his wife. And goes back, and he sells everything to find this little girl.
2: So what I liked about
4: the script, so I've noticed that one of the
2: most effective ways of communicating complex ideas effectively is to particularize the problem and so what happens in this movie is that the broad problem of sexual of of slavery and human trafficking and the somewhat narrower problem of sexual trafficking of children is no no come
0: on i want to hear more about
2: the satanic ritual
0: abuse jordan peterson's just going to pretend the guy never the first guy never said shit about satanic
2: ritual abuse is what focused on a particular case, and so that gives the movie a very powerful narrative underpinning, right? Because when a problem is particularized and you can see how it affects actual specific people's lives, it becomes much more re- realistic and much more palpable, and I thought the movie did a good job of that. Uh, Tim, do you want to walk everybody listening through? Let's go back into the details of your life. Now, you worked for this, you you worked we worked for the special forces per se and who who are you working for before you decided to forego your career and to pursue this the case that we're describing the 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 real question here is
0: oh why are you no longer uh doing this in an official capacity but jordan's not going to ask that i don't know the answer but i'm if i had to wager a guess it was because he started telling everybody about fucking satanic ritual abuse and shit at work and they were like listen um we can kind of pretend that this isn't going on and you can move on or, you know, maybe we'll have to fire you.
3: So I worked for 12 years as a special agent and undercover, undercover operator for the department of Homeland security, the investigative division called Homeland security investigations. 10 of those years were spent on the border. Uh, tracking child traffickers, uh, people who would exploit children with child exploitation material. So I really learned a lot. In 2006, the laws changed in the United States. And for the first time, US agents were permitted and encouraged to go overseas and find children who Americans were abusing. And we could now hold those Americans accountable as if they had committed that crime on US soil that's, that's what really changed my life because I started, I speak Spanish fluently and they sent me overseas south of the border. That's when my eyes opened up and I started seeing the children that I used to only see mostly on the, on the pornographic, on the, on the child exploitation material cases. Um, but it was torment. You know what? I want to see this guy's hard drive. Uh, there's
0: only one organization in the United States that's allowed to catalog this stuff and I forget the name of it. And then they make like a hash of the, uh, CSM so that you can, you can, so that it can be found without people having to see it.
3: Wittingly was because if I couldn't find that connection back to the United States, the American kid or the American pedophile, I had to come home. But the problem is I've, I've already been exposed to the children. I've already been exposed to the problem and oftentimes have made myself the bait. And in 2012, mm-hmm. I How had do enough yourself? on this case. I kind of went more, I went further than otherwise I probably should have. Uh, the movie didn't have time to tell you that there was another case in Haiti at the same time that I was working, uh, thinking there was a US nexus. And I was told in both instances to come home and you couldn't work these cases. Uh, and that's when I had a very consequential conversation with my wife. And I said, if I stay here, if I do this operation, with or without my badge, it doesn't matter at this point. I, I'm I, I can do the work. Uh, we will save kids, um, and um, but I I have to lose my job, and we have six children, and this is this is a moral dilemma like I've never faced in my life. And I was hoping my wife would have responded with, "Get your ass home. You can't." you can't abandon us you know first of all you're gonna die without the, the top cover of the U.S. government if you continue this and who's gonna pay the bills and feed the feed the kids she didn't say that she said to me you have to quit your job it was that easy for her um, it became spiritual for her even she felt a calling and a responsibility that she might have to reckon with one day well those six when kids
0: never had a maker.
3: chance and I knew that she felt that way when she told me this um, in the crucial moment of decision, uh, about two days before I ended up turning my badge and gun over and 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 went private. She said to me, I will not let you jeopardize my salvation by not doing this. And when she said those words, and I knew she meant those words, that changed everything for me. So she and- probably believed his stories about uh, SRM,
0: satanic or SRA, satanic ritual abuse and we jumped she believed the stories about SRA and uh, the people he was working for uh were like no. no 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 we're in the business of uh taking people's rights away and to some extent chasing down people who are actually hurting children
3: to really just an irrational act of service i might call it uh, because it wasn't rational in many in many ways but uh, ultimately it ended in the operation you see depicted in the film which shows 54 children and uh, some uh, some adult young young adult women were in that group as well rescued on that island but what the movie doesn't so what he's saying is there were
0: <clears throat> there what he's saying is we found a bunch of sex workers and some of them were under under 18. now that's bad but he's, he's, he mentioned that some of them were young adults. Well, I don't know if they were even being trafficked. And like, if they were overseas, I don't know what the laws are over there. Some places got some fucked up laws, but we just can't go around imposing our laws on other countries. Uh,
3: have the time to report is that in actuality was 120. Oh, um, There was two other locations being taken down at the same time. And there's a documentary that's gonna follow uh, in, in the wake of Sound of Freedom called Triple Take. Angel Studios will put it out. Uh, documenting the entire story and so in the end it was successful and we were able to build upon that success and I founded operation underground railroad I run um, an, another foundation that was founded by Glenn Beck called the Nazarene Fund and we're doing these kind of operations all over the world Oh today. you're grifting. You're grifting off of Glenn Beck.
2: So how let's go back in time to before you worked as a security agent for the Homeland's Homeland's or an agent for the Homeland Security Investigations Unit. How did you, how were you trained to do that? Like, what was your background before you became employed as an agent? And what was it about you that made you capable of engaging in this sort of operation? So, I I, I, I got a graduate degree in
3: um, national, international politics, and I always wanted to be in federal law enforcement. My first job was CIA, I was there during 9 11. Um, working in the operations center. Oh,
0: I'm real skeptical of anybody says that anybody that says they are or they were in the CIA. Wake of 9/11. Except Michael Weston and Burn Notice, obviously.
3: I found out that I studied terrorism and weapons of mass destruction. Uh, that was the, the actually the degree I, I got at the Monterey Institute of International Studies, um, and so um, it was an easy recruit into the CIA because you know 9/11 had just happened. When I found out that one of the terrorists, Mohammed Atta, had staged his attack from Mexicali, Mexico and crossed the border, and I speak Spanish, I wanted to go fight terrorism on the southern border. So I ended up jumping ship from CIA and I joined the, the newly created Homeland Security Department and became a special agent for So stick- someone
0: in chat said that there's no real evidence that the Department of Homeland Security has such a division that doesn't mean it's not there right there you know intelligence gathering operation uh, organizations often have divisions that you don't know about there you know there's a joke that the NSA stands for no such agency but i don't believe this guy i don't believe a word of what this guy is saying
3: months I was tracking those kind of movements, uh, you know, not, not, not human trafficking or child exploitation, but money, guns, terrorism, six months into that endeavor, I was called into the office of of a supervisor and they asked me if I would please forego everything that I wanted to do with my career and help them start a child crimes unit. I do not know why they asked me. Uh, One thing he did say to me was you're a young agent, but you're a person of faith. And we
0: wait, what? No, No, that's 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 not what they know. Listen, listen, I don't like the fucking homeland security or whatever. Right. But they don't, I don't think it's, I don't think that if they're going to run around fucking taking everybody's rights, I don't think that, that, that whether or not you're religious really occurs to them. Right. Like, I don't think that this is, they're like, Oh, we, we have to find a, a deeply religious person to do whatever nefarious shit that we're doing.
3: A requirement, or your 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 soul will be crushed. The Bible is a
0: root of wisdom, inspiration, teaching. Nope, no commercial.
2: I would like you, if you would, to tell us, to the degree that you can, what you were typically dealing with when you started when you started working for the child sex crimes unit. Let us know what you saw let us know what you what that did to you because that sort of thing that changes people's conceptions of humanity per se let's say the nature of the cosmos and and what it means to be human right i mean when you change what you're, you think about the nature about of the cosmos people who are capable of that level of darkness you start to understand something about the nature of the human soul that you can't understand any other way and that can be a, i mean that's the sort of thing that gives people post traumatic stress disorder when they're soldiers so and and now you said also your supervisors had an inkling that you might be protected against that at least to some degree because of your faith so let's walk through what what you
0: learned none of that happened right that's highly unprofessional also just like yeah it's highly unprofessional but also like it's like a bad metric by which to hire someone for anything except like maybe priest
2: what did you see when you were working as part of this child sex crimes unit what i saw was so shocking jordan Uh, i thought child
3: sex crimes would be 15 year olds 16 year olds Uh, my brain couldn't comprehend something again
0: never the 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 question just hangs in the air
3: more evil than abusing that age the very first case i worked in 2002 i believe i was given a, a bunch of vhs videos some hard drives to look at that, that had been seized and it warrant. the very first um, wait wait no saw, wait 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 no that's someone else's job <clears throat>
0: no 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 you're 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 that would be the job of like an analyst or of like uh digital forensics this guy just did I all I was I was a Jack of all trades this stuff is so highly compartmentalized that this guy wasn't doing all these different things this is bullshit
3: oh well, um were
0: um you wouldn't be given them uh, if if it was important to your job you'd be taken into a room and show shown this material they wouldn't just be like here Tim here's a pile of tapes go take a look at these tapes
3: three little boys uh, <clears throat> that were probably seven five and three and they looked uh like they looked like my children they had you know they had blonde blonde eye blonde hair blue eyes and they were being just raped raped these three little boys by this pedophile and
0: but if your job is to track this person down you have all you have to know is that this happened you don't have to see the material in fact i think it would be bad to show someone trying to track this down this kind of material it would it would you would you would be bad at your job now because you would be angry
3: to my knees i dry heaved thinking i was going to throw up uh, into the wastebasket i jumped into my car i drove to my children's school my three oldest kids i checked them out i still remember in my mind i can still see dentist 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 appointment i wrote and i grabbed them i took them home and just sobbed on the floor my wife came in and i just i wouldn't let the kids go just holding them shaking um that was my very first experience. Uh, you talk about PTSD. I absolutely deal with PTSD to this day. Um, I, I took too long to actually deal with it. Uh, that's another story. Um, and I thought I can't, I can't do this, I can't do this. Um, I started getting help immediately uh because I didn't want to quit. Uh and uh that that's that's what this is. That's what this is, and um, those kind of videos have increased over the last couple years by 5,000%.
2: Yeah. Well, in, in, in Canada, um, we just had a report from an organization called the Western standard that 1 million child sexual exploitation photos and videos have been identified in an Alberta child porn investigation. 1 million photos, eight arrests made. Okay. So that's some indication of the widespread nature of the problem now. You said that when you first encountered, I, I know this terror. is fucked up, but
0: that's not that many photos, and they probably weren't new. That's I mean, this is fucked up. This is the most fucked up thing we've ever covered on the intellectual dollar tree, and we've seen some shit.
2: Well, it made you physically ill and also terrified for the safety of your children. But then also it necessitated you seeking um help, I suppose, or aid. I mean, I've worked with people who've had, post-traumatic stress disorder generally what happens is that tragedy is not enough to give someone post-traumatic stress disorder even if it's rather severe it has to be a combination of tragedy and malevolence and the real trauma comes as a consequence of contact with evil with malevolence and what people generally have to do in order to recover from that is to develop a rather profound philosophy of evil and you know, a religious faith in, in its most fundamental essence is a philosophy of good and evil. It it does detail out the heart of darkness among human beings, point out to people, this is particularly, although you not, not uniquely true of the Christian tradition, but particularly true that that capacity for evil lurks in the heart of everyone and that our fundamental moral obligation as we sojourn here on earth is to overcome that proclivity within and also to stand up against it in the external world. And so you said you received some aid after you had been exposed to this first set of videos. Um, What what is it about the way you looked at the world that had to change in order for you to adapt to what you were encountering? Well, I had to come to grips with
3: an idea that I had never been confronted with before, that there are people and not a few, but millions of people only millions of of pedophiles could justify a demand of millions of child exploitation uh material this is like a
0: this is like a this is like a fucking like a cooked version of how child abuse happens child abuse the vast majority is unfortunately someone the family knows or trusts or someone in the family that's why it's sick actually that's why it's so troubling not just the abuse itself but the <clears throat> the fact that it's someone known to and trusted by the family in just the overwhelming majority of cases
3: and so forth uh the first person you see arrested in the movie is a real person named Ernst Lee in sound of freedom he had over 2 million pieces of child rape material in his house so um, to, to to be confronted with the reality that there are people on this planet, and like, like I said, not a few, but but millions, who want to indulge in watching five-year-old children be raped and sexually assaulted in ways that, and, and I'm sorry to be so raw, but I feel comfortable with you, Dr. Peterson, but uh, to, to 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 watch children's bodies actually break in the act of sexual assault, acts that your mind couldn't conjure up if you tried to conjure it up, and that it's real.
0: And he's like, that "Believe is, me, I've tried."
3: It's so shocking to the system; um, it changes your life forever. I, I tell people, if I feel like I've had um, a, a million holes burned into my brain because I've watched thousands of hours of that kind of material. Not only ru- not why only watch it, and I love the scene that Jim depicts where he's. It's that's very real. I, I break. I can't watch. I can't watch the movie. But the movie's very good. The movie doesn't show any of this, by the way. It doesn't show anything like this. I don't want people to run away and be scared. Well,
0: no shit. Otherwise, you none of you would be here right now if your movie had these kinds of depictions, even fictionalized.
3: See the scene where the, the camera flashes um, a close-up into Jim's eyes. And that's that was me for for 10 years, not only watching, but writing, writing it in details for the court to see for the prosecutors to see and and ha- and raising children at the same time that are the very same age and fortunately or unfortunately for me i have now i have nine children at the time i i left the government at six and so i can always identify the age of a child with one of my own children and what my mind was at, uh, almost automatically doing is i would superimpose my own children's fa-
0: okay you're a sick
3: fuck. this if if
0: this is true this guy is a sick fuck. That's I'm fucking shocked. He's like, oh, I was, I, I'm, I'm so glad this story is bullshit, right? I mean, I'm very glad this story is bullshit because this is fucking sick. He's like, oh, I, as part of my job, I was unfortunately exposed to a CSAM. And um, I just, you know, superimposed my kids' faces onto the victims.
3: Oh, you're you're a sick fuck. And persons onto these children, and that's that led to um, that led to the PTSD. I'll be honest, um, and almost a paranoia about what would happen to my children and watching my children. And I've I've come a long ways, and and I'm 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 able to deal with it. But I I I, I was determined never to quit. And so like, I just sought more
2: help, and, I, and I, I won't quit. So, okay, so Tim, I'm I'm going to walk you through what I know about how people turn into the sort of pedophile that you find so you and everyone else, I suppose, or virtually everyone else, finds so mysterious. Mysterious. So, I'm going to refer first to the story of Cain and Abel of words because it actually puts its finger on the process in a stunning manner. So what happens in that story is that two different pathways to adaptation are detailed out and they become the cardinal pathways of adaptation that characterize the whole human race, immersed as it is from that point onward in history, instead of in the Garden of Eden. And one is the pathway of Cain and the other is the pathway of Abel. Now Abel makes high quality sacrifices. He's all in, right? He puts himself on the line. And he does the real thing and as a consequence god finds god uh, finds he finds favor with god and his sacrifices are rewarded he does well and everyone loves him and he thrives and cain his sacrifices are not of the same quality he tries to cut the corners and to and to pull the wool over his eyes and and god's eyes and every.
0: jordan peterson has told this story like three or four times this year
2: else's eyes and as a consequence, his sacrifices are rejected. And instead of cluing the hell in and waking up and taking responsibility for his failure, he decides that he's gonna call out God for creating a cosmos that's cosmically unfair and unjust. And the evidence for that is Cain's failure and Abel's success. And so he has a little chat with God and he basically calls him out and says, you know, I'm breaking myself in half here. nothing's going my way. And Abel gets everything he wants. And you know, how dare you make a cosmos so radically unjust and improper? And why don't you just straighten yourself out? And God says, if you did well, you would be rewarded for it and you should look to yourself. And then he says something even worse. And this is very subtle because, um, it's complicated to understand it unless you look at multiple translations or potentially the original Hebrew, which I can't read, but I read the multiple translations. God says to Cain, the spirit of sin crouches at your doorstep like a sexually aroused predatory animal and you have invited it in. What the fuck? To have its way with you. And so now if you study the development of the fantasies of very, very dark people. You see that they brood and fantasize in isolation for years. And the fantasies get darker and darker and darker. So they're bitter and resentful to begin with. And then they start fantasizing about, well, what they would want. That can take a sexual end, or it can take a very violent end, or it can take both. And what they're really after is the ultimate in revenge. And on the sexual front, they find a kick in extending the, what would you call it, unacceptability of the fantasy one stage at a time. Um, the, the famous and extremely attractive sexual serial killer, what was his name? It's a famous photograph of him like this, very attractive man. Do you, do you remember his Ted name? Bundy. Sure. Ted
1: Bundy.
2: Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy detailed out exactly how his fantasies progressed as he became more and more involved with pornography. And what happens in some sense is that these people who are nursing these terrible fantasies want to stay on the edge of novelty. And so their fantasies get darker and darker and darker as they progress down that road. And so after a thousand such micro progressions, they end up in exactly the sort of pit that you're describing. And some of that is pure sexual kick because of the novelty. And because of this this is the, the, yo, the way he's talking about this is fucking, this is,
0: I feel, I feel, I feel, I'm starting to feel kind of sick to my fucking stomach.
2: A vengeful twist you could think about it this way, you know, I think it says in the gospels that, you know, it'd be better that, that a millstone was hung around your neck and that you were cast into the abyss than to do harm to any of God's children, let's say. And the, that's actually where the perverse delight comes because the most egregious possible sin, let's say, is the violent sexual abuse of the most innocent possible person. And the perverse novelty kick is highest at exactly that point. And then that just goes from bad to worse. And there's a 1,000 or even 10,000 micro decisions that go along with that. There's also a great book called Ordinary Men. This is well worth reading, although it's a bloody catastrophe to read, I'll tell you. It details out how a group of German policemen who were moved to Poland during World War II were transformed from ordinary middle-class, working-class, or sorry, ordinary working-class men um, old enough to not have been raised under the Nazi regime, by the way, and so not propagandized into a kind of mindless obedience, how they went from being perfectly ordinary policemen to the sort of people who could take naked pregnant women out into the middle of the field and shoot them in the back of the head. And it like, isn't what like the they shit? Had an easy time with that. Some of them reported the same sort of thing that you reported when you first watched that video, they, they what they were being called upon to do stage by stage made them physically ill. And they had a commander who actually had told them that they could leave the service if they didn't want to continue with their duties. But they felt duty bound not to leave, leave their comrades having to mop up the terrible situation. But it does a lovely job of detailing out how your movement from normality to absolute perversity is a consequence of 10,000 micro um what would you say micro violations of your own conscience not all of the micro obviously so you know you need to know about the vengefulness you need to know about the kick of sadism that's that novelty kick that produces a dopaminergic kick that heightens sexual satisfaction and so there's a there's an element of sadistic misery that can add novelty to sex
0: okay i can't fucking take it anymore People out there, you're free to watch the rest of this. We're at about 44 minutes into this. I can't watch another fucking second of this. <clears throat> um, I no. no, um, no. You know, we've seen a lot of shit here, but I I'm legitimately starting to feel queasy. Uh, listening, listening to the way Jordan Peterson is describing this. Um, so podcast listeners, we're going to go ahead and make this week's show a freebie. Uh, you, you can go ahead and get the whole show. Uh, you can get it at patreon.com slash echoplex And, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if anybody's still fucking listening, <laughs> like on the podcast, I'm going to watch the podcast metrics and the first five or 10 minutes are going to be pretty good. And then it's going to, go. it's going to just fall off the fucking cliff. I don't know how, why is this still on YouTube? Um, I mean, I know why this is still on YouTube. They 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 love people like Jordy Pete and his content. Um, uh, yeah, um, I'm sorry. I'm usually better at closing out the show. Uh, this has been the Intellectual Dollar Tree. Now uh, this song is uh, "Boomers" by Periscope. I'm definitely gonna need a fucking drink after after this. I'm gonna change the colors of the lights. Um, maybe go vomit, and uh, we'll be back with a red light.
1: Echoplex and want to keep the conversation going with the hosts and community when we're not live? Then join our Discord server at discord.me Echoplex. We have text channels, voice channels, meme repositories, and a whole section of screenshots that we don't even remember where they came from. Come join the Now Space on Discord at discord.me Echoplex.